And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Welcome in. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. I'm not Brandon Rimes. It's your backup quarterback in the chair today, James DeJerome. As always, the show is committed to bringing you that knowledge that's going to empower you and make you a more informed consumer and make better decisions out there in the marketplace. We've got a great team to help me do that today. In addition to our guests, our partners on the program, we've got uh, our, our team behind the scenes. Jose's back there on the audio board for us, keeping us sounding great for all your listeners on AM 1380, 5 p.m. every day. And, of course, Rob is our tech from WeBeam. All you TV viewers watching the program on whether it's Roku, Fire, Apple TV, or WeBeam itself, that's who's keeping us on the, on the World Wide Web, Rob over there. And, of course, we've assembled a group of partners on the show that are the backbone of the whole thing. And, you know, the idea here is that we're going to give you some knowledge. We want you to be more informed and make better decisions. And to that end, I've assembled some folks in studio today. Dr. Doug Arvanitas has joined us again, ProHealth. How are you doing, Doc? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Now, you've had some – of course, Dr. Arvanitas knows everything about uh, sports injuries and whatnot – but now there's a new patient over there. You're your own patient this time. That's me. This time I hurt myself, so we had to work on me. So we got a story for you about rehab from a guy who knows everything about both sides of it. That's true. And again, also in studio today, Michelle Frome. Michelle has a bunch of things going on. I'm learning everything from, about <laughs> Michelle uh, today. Uh, in addition to being Shark Branding Solutions, we've got this Tampa Bay Fear Factor. Very intriguing concept to me. Uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm not sure I see you actually following through with this. So far, we've had a lot of talk about it. Uh, tell me a little bit more about this. Well, first of all, you've also brought a guest. Tell us who your guest is today. So my uh, guest tonight, or today, is uh, Taylor Precourt. She's the CEO of Whole Health. And, okay, um, welcome, Taylor. Thank you. Excited to be here. She is also um, competing against me in a challenge with the oh. Leukemia and Lymphoma Society here in the Tampa Bay area. Um, they have the traditional Man Woman of the Year competition mm-hmm. where um, they pick out some of the best of the best in Tampa Bay and they raise the money. And it's men against women. Whoever raises the most amount of money wins. Right. I was a candidate in, um, oh my gosh, 2015, I want to say. And then at, after that, I've been on the executive leadership committee to help identify candidates that would be really good for uh, raising money for the area. What's great with uh, LLS is that for the Suncoast area, not only do they fund research that goes for anyone with blood cancer, mm-hmm. but they're able to take that research and those treatments and use that for other types of cancer that are out there, too. So I've been very involved because a lot of the treatments that they have created initially for blood cancers has been treating and saving my family's life um, over the past few years. So a great cause. when you get a chance, again, the, the whole concept behind the show is we want to do something positive. And this is why we assemble these folks together. We're going to give you some information about how you can help. Is there enough possibility for folks out there to get involved in the Tampa Bay Fear Factor? Yes. So what we did is uh, fundraising is hard, mm-hmm. as we all know. Um, and a lot of people, uh, they like to get something in exchange for what it, you know for sure. their donation. So what we've decided is Taylor and myself have competed against each other, even though we're on the same team. And we are willing to face our fears in exchange for donations. And so we created TampaBayFearFactor.com. I am willing. Well, this was your brainchild. This was, this was, yeah, this is it. So here you go. You can see it online. And uh, Taylor, I've convinced her to 
um, go and be willing to get a box of uh, spiders dumped in her hair um, in exchange for donations. <laughs> I am willing to get a box of live snakes dumped on me. Um, so people can see that. So uh, we're willing to do any of our corporate sponsors. We're going to wear our T-shirts, have their logo on there, and you can kind of, you know, people can get exposure in addition to all the other exposure uh, because this is a big charity event that's going on in Tampa Bay. So you came up with the idea for Taylor's punishment? Is that what I happened? did, actually. I, she told me that she was scared of spiders, and initially, that I mean, that's what did it. My 7-year-old daughter came up with the idea for mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> which has been great. I think she secretly hates me. Um, well, I see a video opportunity. <laughs> all, oh, you, yeah. all you viewers of the show on the website, <laughs> yes. we're going to have some video for you oh, soon yeah. from yes. these ladies. All right, uh, let's get back to Dr. Doug. I want to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about your own story, your own knee rehab. How do you do? Well, after hearing what I just heard, I'm kind of <laughs> rather go through the meniscus surgery that I did than having spiders poured on me. And I'm with you. <laughs> I think I'm but with you, Doc. Basically, you know, I've done sports my entire life, and within the last uh, month or so, I hurt my left knee. Uh, playing one of my sports in a tournament, and I ended up having a torn meniscus with a displaced fragment. Now, hold on. B- being that you're in the field, did you immediately go, up oh, torn meniscus? Or did you subtly or pain laid the next day? Tell me how you came to it. Well, when I first did it, I said a few other words than that, but because <laughs> uh, I was right in the middle of playing. And I, so You knew. I knew. I knew something was happening. Yeah. So I waited a few days just to make sure, and then I went and had the MRI. And when I couldn't walk anymore, I had to get the MRI. So uh, once we found out what it was, then I called my orthopedic surgeon, and he scheduled me for two weeks out because he was on vacation, and that wasn't <laughs> fun. But it, it wasn't bad because a couple things. Number one, that I always tell my patients, you have to have a positive mental attitude about this, and that's what this show is about. Sure. So whenever any of my patients ask me about it or anybody, I said, eh, it's just a little meniscus cleanup. I'll be fine. I'll be back. I'll have it done on Thursday. I'll be back in the office on Monday. So I was already re- getting my mm-hmm. brain thinking that way, and that's the way it happened. So I had the surgery on Thursday, and I was back in my office on Monday. On top of that, my, wa- my wife makes this incredible anti-inflammatory um, drink out of lemon, pineapple. Um, she puts in there turmeric and ginger, and she boils it for 30 minutes, lets it simmer for four hours, and it's an anti-inflammatory. So I take a 10-ounce drink a day, and I was walking around for two weeks before the surgery with virtually no pain. Uh, brand no new issue. opportunity. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, like, you should market that. So. <laughs> See, <laughs> constantly marketing. As, as, nice as, as nice as my wife is, she just said, look, I'll give everybody the, the recipe. So it's okay. You guys can have it. I'll, I'll get it to you. So, but it really worked, and it took out all that in, um, inflammation in there. And on top of that, knowing I'm going to have to the surgery, that I did my, my pre-rehab prior to the surgery, and I went to the gym, and I made sure I did certain exercises and everything. So the day of the surgery, it was very easy. I went in there. Uh, I was at the surgery center probably three hours for a 15-minute procedure. Hmm. Um, and they had two little incisions. They got in there. They cut that little fragment out, got out of there. Now, are you a good patient? Be honest. I'm a great patient. <laughs> Everyone always says that. And then there's lots of wiggling and no, no, no. lollipop needed well, or anything? No. No, they, they put okay. you out. They give you a little propofol. So you're out for those 15, 20 minutes. Right. Um, and I woke up, Then my, my wife, uh, the only pain medication I took was one ibuprofen, which was forced on me at the surgery center by my wife. I think she enjoyed that, just stuffing <laughs> it down my mouth. But um, uh, that was it. I was okay after that. Again, the positive mental attitude, I'm going to be fine and everything. Right. On the way home from the surgery center, we stopped and had lunch. I have a funny picture of that. I'm just smiling away yeah, at the table. I <laughs> so I had a great lunch, and then I got home, went upstairs, and that's when the icing started and things like that. So I was a really good patient there. I did exactly what I was supposed to do the first two days. He wanted me to walk on it a little bit um, as fast as I could. 
and keep icing it every 20 minutes or so. Now, the, the concept of go as able, you know, I've heard that a lot from, yeah. from guys in physical. If you can do it, it's good to do it. You, you got to push yourself a little bit. It is. And the more aggressive you can be with that, the faster you get back. So, for example, with me, um, I've had meniscus surgeries in the past, way, way back before I, I had it with Dr. McLaren. Mm-hmm. And I, I was walking fantastic three days after the surgery. But between having the positive mental attitude, between the anti-inflammatory drink, between his skill, he's amazing, absolutely amazing. And same gentleman who did my shoulder. And um, doing the right things that weekend between the icing and then I also have a class four laser that we talked about before in the past. And we did that on Saturday and Sunday three times a day. Takes out all the inflammation. All the, there was no pain whatsoever. Right. And I was back walking like it was nothing. So the more aggressive you can be with that, within reason. Right the faster you'll get back, and there's less scar tissue and adhesions and all that. You know, that. I think as a layperson, I always think that the average folks out there are not pushing themselves. You deal with athletes a lot. You've probably got the opposite in effect where you better have to slow them down a little bit. Right. They're too excited to get back out there sometimes, and they can re-injure. Sometimes we have to slow them down. Mm-hmm. So I know you, we work with athletes a lot in, in the Bay Area. You had a great story last time about a young man who had, a, had an issue, and you found a holistic solution. It was something, uh, an issue with him, and it was leading to another uh, symptom. So he had a symptom, and you said, you know, let's examine the whole body and talk to him a little mm-hmm. bit and find out what's going on with him. It's not always as simple as this hurts and examining that body part. That's correct. And that's one of the things that makes us different is we don't just look at the pain and where it's at. And that's important, but at the same time, I want to look at you from head to toe. I want to see everything that's going on. I want to know your background, your history, everything. And then at that point, we can do the exam and then I can kind of put things together and piece it all together and find out what's going on. Do you find patients uh, oftentimes don't see that because they, they know what happened? I got hit by a car, Doc. That's what happened. And you say, well, you know, let's go into a little further detail about exactly what happened and how you feel. Well, if it was that black and white, you got hit by a car, and that's probably what happened. Right. But all these athletes, yeah, I've got to go back five, six, seven, eight years into their college, into their high school careers and find out exactly what's happened to them and what they haven't had done mm-hmm. and then try to fix it from there. I used to find a lot of guys would hide. You know, they want you to know. They stay out of the training room for fear of you telling some scout or somebody, hey, this kid's got a habitual mm-hmm. issue. So a lot of times they're trying to just get through as best they can and figure out a way on their own to cope with it. You've got to kind of notice that if you can. That's a big component of it right now because I see NFL players from multiple teams and the Buccaneers and they won't tell the training staff what's going on with them in fear exactly as you yeah. say. There's a thousand guys waiting to take their position. Mm-hmm. So they don't want any history of any injuries, but they'll come to me and tell me everything because my records don't go anywhere but my office. Right. That's a critical factor here. You know, we visited a little bit about that before the show. You know, folks are seeking that knowledge. This is big business athletes and mm-hmm. sports. Uh, if I'm an a owner, a team owner, a scout, this information that you know, because you're doing that intimate physical exam on the kid, that's the kind of thing that is prized information in this world. So the ability for them to trust you, hey, if I go to Dr. Arvanitas, that's between he and I. And then no one else is going to find out what my medical history is in terms of my physical uh, damage, if there's any to speak of. And that's true. That's one of our, our greatest things is we will not divulge any information. to any, They have to subpoena my records to get them. And I'm sure scouts will say, hey, you, you, you had this, or they want to know the complete history of the kid and how he handled pain. We used to get questions all the time about pain tolerance and what kind of – you can't predict that kind of thing. Right. Everyone's different. Every situation's different. All right. That's, that's the kind of information you can get from Dr. Doug Arvanita's ProHealth. Uh, Doc, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Either call the office at 813-304-2120, or you can go to our website, and there's a link there to go ahead and email me. All right, we're going to come back, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Michelle and Taylor. we got all kinds of stories about uh, what I think the fear factor should be. i got some ideas that we're going to go into. Come back, check us out, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
Hey, everybody, I'm Forbes Riley, celebrity TV fitness host and creator of The Spin Gym. I'm here today with Brandon Rhymes, and you're listening to The Consumer Quarterback Show. Great ways to get happy, healthy, and wealthy. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out PlatinumMVPRealty.net, PlatinumMVPRealty.net. Attention business owners, managers, salespeople of all types. We're hosting an event, BYOB. Be your own brand. No, not bring your own booze. Learn how to brand yourself to stand out. It's going to be at Nickel Kitchen and Lounge, Thursday, April 18th, 6 to 9 p.m., 4606 West Boy Scout Boulevard, behind the Lucky Dill. BYOB. Be your own brand. 813-670-7372. Register on eventbrite.com. Call 813-670-7372. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Welcome back. This is The Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. I'm the backup quarterback, James DeJerome, the show producer, sitting in for Brandon today. We've got Dr. Doug Arvanese from ProHealth. He told us a little bit about his own personal injury and recovery from that. And it shows you out there that uh, you got to be a, a ready to be a patient, whether you're a doctor or a patient. you got to be ready to... Uh, stand a little bit of pain to get a little bit of, of progress. So we talked about go as able and being able to push your tolerance a little bit. What about when it comes to pushing your tolerance in the world of fear? So I've got <laughs> Michelle and Taylor here, and they've got this Tampa Bay fear factor. We talked a little about it in the open. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. And I want to hear how you came up with these ideas. You, I know your daughter, is that what you said it helped? She did. She okay. came up with the idea, but um, I've been raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society for the last three years because okay. um, they have greatly affected with the, um, they've affected my family personally when it comes to the research that, with the drugs and treatments that have kept my family alive mm. in particular, but also when it comes to um, the local, anybody that's affected with blood cancer can tap into the local chapters and get money for co-pays, for hotel stays, gas cars, So this is helping a lot of folks out there. A lot of people. And so the money that is raised in this area, a massive portion, the people that are in this area can go and tap into that. So that's what started the whole thing. So last year, after begging for money from my friends and family, right. um, I did this thing where I said in the next five hours, however many donations I get, I'll get a pie in the face on Facebook Live. Let me tell you, I must anger a lot of people because we raised $2,000 in a few hours just to get a pie in my face. So we said, all right, well, let's take this year. Let's make fundraising a little bit more fun Mm. and take it up a notch. So I'm willing to get a box of live snakes dumped on me. Um, Taylor's willing to get a box of uh, spiders dumped on her. So it's whoever raises the most amount of money until I think it's May 18th, May 18th. Uh-huh. Um, we'll go and get that. So we're taking corporate sponsors. Um, we're also taking uh, regular donations. So anybody that I have ever aggravated or gotten on their nerves, please uh, well, what donate. What a great cause and a great <laughs> opportunity for folks out Thank there. Thank you. Yes. 
It is. I personally would like everybody to uh, go ahead and vote for Michelle Frome. Send her as (laughs) many donations as possible. Thank you. I am very competitive, but I do not want to win this challenge. So um, I've actually taken to the internet, and I'm going to post really uh, bad things about Taylor just so people get angry with her and donate to her campaign. (laughs) Man, this what a great idea! I know this this was a hit as soon as you thought of it. What other what what was kicked around? I'm, I'm interested in knowing what didn't make the cut because this one got you guys to put spiders and snakes i can't imagine what uh suggestions you said too that's too far uh we had a few that were way too far that i would not name on air um (laughs) but we had a a few things where you know um well like i said one of the candidates willing to eat a bug salad the reason Mm. why i turned that down and my daughter did come up with the ideas i don't want to be the person known as throwing up on tv (laughs) so i didn't do that um but the scary clowns has been one yeah um sleeping in a casket was one of the things that Mm. was um you know thought about then snakes dumped into the casket that you have to lay in the whole time so that's probably what's going to happen next year (laughs) i had i had a coach talk about you know you know coaches get a little crazy uh, and i was a kid this is youth football he took us to the beach at night and played this theme, the Jaws theme on a big loud yeah. radio while we all sat. And you'd be amazed at how scared all yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> it is scary. It took about I thirty seconds for me to get scared. I can close my eyes in a pool, and I'm pretty sure that there's like a shark somewhere in the pool. As long as my eyes are closed, I can think that there's a shark. But when we were coming up with the idea of Fear Factor, I think one of the biggest um, reasons why we went that direction is both Michelle and I, our moms, were both entrepreneurs. We're building businesses, and we are mentors in the community, um, strong networkers, and we found that we don't have all of this time to reach into our network and call everybody individually and ask them for donations. So we said, you know, we can get these corporate sponsors, but let's, as, as Michelle mentioned, let's give them something back. And um, we thought that Fear Factor was definitely a very popular show. And we believe in this cause, so facing our fear is nothing if we can save lives. Great concept, and yeah. it kind of goes right along with the whole marketing thing. You guys are on top of that as well, so I'm sure yeah. this is uh, bringing together a few different aspects of your job. Yeah, um, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, with our company being behind it, because we do have a, mar- a full-service mm-hmm. marketing agency with us you know, kind of being behind the whole concept and working together with it, that uh, has gotten a lot of publicity for our company. I mean, we've always done with our agency, we've always thought outside the box and done really different things to make our clients stand out. So this just fits right into what we do. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just a very natural thing, you know, and um, and, it, and it works out great for us. I agency. like it. Now, uh, also, you were telling me a little bit about mommy sharks. <laughs> Tell me about mommy sharks. What so, you hear this? <laughs> So what happened with Mommy Sharks is last year we started our agency uh, is Shark Branding Solutions, and um, it was my my partner at a previous um, agency, advertising agency. We had worked together, mm-hmm. and she and I just had great camaraderie. And then I took a break from the business, and then came back and told her that I wanted to have uh, go back into consulting and marketing and advertising consulting, and she did too. And neither one of us wanted to compete against each other, so we said, why not just have our own agency? And within a week, uh, before we even of starting, before we even had our own uh, bank account, we already had someone white labeling our services. We're trying to onboard 250 clients. Wow! It was insane. So in addition to all of that, we exploded. But you know, we also had um, both both of our parents died from cancer uh, within a week of each other. My business partner and I. Um, my mom went through a stroke. I had two massive surgeries. It was, if there could be anything that went wrong within a year of starting your own company, that was it. And what we wanted to do was start the Mommy Sharks, which is a behind the scenes of what it really takes. So you have your regular agency, your regular company, 
and here's all the pretty things that everybody mm-hmm. sees, but what's those things that happen to make those things happen? So uh, we wanted to add humor and add also uh, the whole point of what helps us stick. So I might get uh, two and a half hours of sleep because my kids don't sleep, right. but I have this amazing concealer that shows and makes it look like I've slept for years. So the trade secrets, folks. <laughs> so it is. It's trade secrets. It's how people can go and have take their small businesses. It's really kind of before they have funding and they want to look like a really big legitimate company. We teach them on the mommysharks.com how to do that um, before they've actually made it really big. So that's kind of what, we, what we've been doing is we're kind of an advocate and kind of a resource area for people to go and just see the humorous side of raising kids, especially as single moms, while you're trying to run a successful marketing agency, which is also your own little baby that has its own catastrophe. Right. And we just decided to make light of it. Really awesome concept. And what it plays into, and when I think of it is, the, the advent of social media and the ability to see more and learn about folks and, and get more comfortable because you see a little story, a little bit about their backstory and something they share with you. This kind of thing takes some of the... Uh, so take some of the polish or the veneer that you yes. you always walk into and you're so impressed by, and then it just shows the the human side. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. want to you want to know that you're dealing with people that are just like you. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, you know, and I've kind of talked to Taylor. So Taylor has recently gone out on her own, and she is starting her own company. And there's a lot that goes behind the scenes that she's having mm-hmm. to do on her own, whether it be her own social media presence, whether it be getting investors. How do you organize that? How do you even understand how that concept works? Um, there are a lot of different layers that go into it. And, you know, I just kind of see her as one of those people that are juggling being a mom and trying to have their American dream of having their own company. And so we've been able to work with people like Taylor to go and kind of help her. And here's some of the resources. And it's not all pretty. It's yeah. not pretty. It's ugly. It, every bit of it is ugly. And people want to be like, be your own company. Right. And that's it. And it's horrible. Yeah. Talk but, about you know, fear factor. Yeah, exactly. That's the fear factor. I'd rather, I'd rather have snakes done on yeah. me than have I, I honestly scary. feel like the, the mommy sharks, and I'm so happy to be a part of it, it's it's helping women and, and mothers to step into their power and know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, as Michelle mentioned, it isn't all beautiful. And that's not what's relatable. And somebody asked me recently, they said, why are we less happy? Right? If we have more as a country, why are we less happy? And I said, honestly, I think that it's because we spend more time scrolling through the lives of others <laughs> than we do focused I, on our own. It makes sense. Yeah. I can see how... Uh, you score points immediately because everyone's like so embarrassed by their own personal circumstance. Yeah. Okay, so I have this. She mentioned a stain on your shirt. You show up your tie, whatever it might be. And uh, how did this happen? If that makes you more human, yep. if that's a sellable concept rather than an embarrassing thing, boy, that's empowering. Yeah, it is. So it's that's that's the whole empowering. idea. So as you can see, Michelle has thought of this from the front and the back. So let's see if we can get some snakes. And some spiders <laughs> dumped on these young ladies. What do they have to do? What does Tampa Bay have to do to get this done? Uh, so basically, you go on TampaBayFearFactor.com, and okay. um, you can donate between either Taylor or myself. And whoever raises the most amount of money bet- um, between now and May is going to have you know, whatever it is that our fear is, is done. And we're willing to take on that fear in exchange of going and getting donations and hopefully saving the lives of other people with cancer because we don't want any more people sure. to have to die from this disease. When you click on the donation um, tab as well, it'll give you options if you want to donate, you know, custom a couple okay. of bucks 
to 100 to, you know, a couple thousand. Corporate sponsors really would be amazing. Corporate sponsors in the Tampa Bay area stepping up. For $5,000, they get an entire table of 10 at the event advertising for their company, and they're doing something amazing. They get to go to a black tie event. That'll be a really fun night, an emotional and find a human right. night. Right. They'll have a human experience, yeah. and so will we. Great concept, <laughs> great concept, and a, and, a, and a way that you can get involved and do something positive, like we always talk about here. Stay with us. When we come back on the other side, more from Doug Arminius, Pro Health. We're going to have the girls talk a little bit more about some of the things they're involved with. And, uh, again, we're always trying to do something positive. You can see this. The show is all about that. Just come on back and talk to us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. Welcome back. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. My name is James DeJerome. I'm sitting in for Brandon today. We've got uh, a great panel of guests here today. We've been discussing everything from fear factor to uh, sports injuries, and we want to provide you with that information that's going to keep you informed and make you a better uh, consumer out there. In addition, we always tell you something positive here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, and we're going to do that as, as well coming up in our section, our feel-good segment of the day. I want to go back to Dr. Doug and talk a little bit about uh, injuries and, and getting to uh, a common uh, place where people accept that you're hurt. You know, there's that fine line where kids don't want to admit that they're hurt or the parents are overprotective of someone that might be hurt when you uh have a parent bringing a, a kid in have you ever had issues with the kid saying i'm fine and the parents say he tickle tickle fall or something like that i just I'm, I'm, i think it'd be difficult to work with young people sometimes because they're not telling you the full uh scope of what has occurred well that happens all the time and what i like to do is i sometimes like to separate the parents from the kid so that i can really find out what's going on right and it just depends because like my father my father was the type that said, no matter what, you don't stay down on that field. You get up, you get to the sideline, you're not injured until you get home. Right. And he always wanted to hide that from everybody. And, you know, kids nowadays, you have two types. You have the parents that are trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. as my dad did, or you have the kid who just won't stay out of the game. It's, so it, sometimes it's good to have both in there. But then when I can get that, that child alone and really start yeah. talking to him. And you know that one on one, that one on one, and yeah. so that I fully understand, he knows that I understand. That I'm not going to tell the parents everything, and let's just see what's going on. And that's, that's a critical part for me with sports injury is knowing that the the attending physician or doc has had a little bit of a background in it. So I'm not just looking at, as a regular patient. I want to be seen as an athlete who got hurt in sports competition. So it makes more sense to him how I got here. Right, it does. And an athlete knows another athlete. Plain and simple, you can't sit there and and under, have a child understand or any athlete understand. Or, realize that you understand what's going on if you never played that sport or if you're not an athlete or if you're extremely overweight and smoke and you're trying Mm -hmm. to tell him not to do that or you have to have a good diet so an athlete knows another athlete and 
that's one of the reasons why I can really relate to these kids, and they can relate to me because I've been there. I've done all these the sports. You know, you touched on something that I thought was a little bit of a sensitive topic I had as a, as a kid when I was a wrestler. Uh, when you see a kid that's overweight and that's affecting his joints or he's got an issue with foot or ankle, whatever it might be, spine, how, is that something you can cross easily with the kid? I mean, I'm, I'm wondering how kids take that. Well, I'm pretty open with them, and, and I tell them right from the very beginning that I'm going to be brutally honest with them if they want help. And for the most part, the way we put it to them, I don't sit there and go, hey, kid, you're fat. Right. You need to lose weight. No. What we do is we, we kind of find out exactly where they are and what they need to be, and, and then we give them good suggestions through stories. They like to hear positive stories, right. again, like the show. Mm-hmm. And, and they can relate to that. And then, again, that's where the sports psychology part of it comes in, too. And we can really focus in with the sports psychology and get them where we need to get them. So th- that whole area of sports psychology has become a huge and everyone I know is in, has thought of this or thought maybe I should do this. When the growth of this over the last what decade or so, mm-hmm. Doc? Uh, now it's something. Do you see it getting into youth sports as well? I do. I do. I have a lot of parents ask me about it, and, and I try to do it as much as I can with a child. But again, I don't do it like the traditional book method. I didn't. I don't sit there and go, "Well, this is what we learned in a book, and this is what we're going to do to you." I find out all about that child. I find out their background. Find out a little bit from the parents, and then I try to find something that they can relate to easily that they're going to understand what I'm trying to do with them to get them to their point. Okay. Uh, I had nothing serious as a kid. I can imagine uh, some kid who comes in with a a broken bone or some some traumatic injury like that. How do you get them to step to rehab and push themselves a little? Because this is something we talked about before. I've seen uh, rehabilitation take so long because the the, the person would not push themselves a little bit. Any, Any pain and they pull back. I could not say, hey, just do it. Like I wanted to, how do you persuade or coach or get that get them to push themselves a little bit? Well, and it depends on the age there. But one of the things I like to do with them is I like to use the the concept of time with them because let's say they're a junior in high school, they have one season left, and they're not pushing hard enough. I'll sit there and I'll talk to them about look if you may not be able to go to college and play ball if you don't do this right now. Hmm. Okay, one of the biggest things that that happened to me is I tell them and I'll say you don't realize how much you love this sport until you can't ever do it again. Sure. Once you can't do it again, that's a tough day. When no I was question. told I wasn't going to be playing football anymore, that was a tough day because I had that tryout set out in the NFL mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it according to the, the right. coaches. And I unfortunately listened to them because they weren't <laughs> being very positive. But um, that's that's a big thing. I try to like look. I tell them to enjoy it as much as they can, do everything they can now, because you never know when that last day yeah. is going to come. We used to talk about the pain of regret versus the pain of discipline, because mm-hmm. that, that, idea, that concept, this is hard, and it's early, and it's cold, and I don't want to run, or whatever it is that's bothering you that you can't get to, you're going to have that pain of regret later if you don't do it. You are. And can you live with either? You know, we got to figure out what you can live with, and that happens a lot. And I do that with the kids, and I tell them, you don't ever want to regret that, because you know, you can go back to college. You can do certain things, but you can never go back to high school or great, wherever you're, wherever you're mm-hmm. at in that time. And you're never going to be able to play high school football again. No, it's 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 so, a, it's so valuable. You don't realize how much you love it. Like you said, the perspective on everything. We used to have the meeting, the first team meeting, and coach would say, "You guys don't realize you're going to be gone in the blink of an eye. This is all going to go by so fast, and you'll look back and you you won't even realize." And all, they're just bored to death. And I, to a man, every single kid comes back and has their – I see them with their kid, and they're walking through the hallway of the facility. Go, this is me. Look at my picture. And it's gone like that. It's, it's amazing. It is. I mean, my career went so fast. And that's one of the reasons why I have such a hard time not, Did with you the sports I'm in. Did, Did you redshirt when your first year? When yes. You went up there? Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I, I've been doing sports my entire life, and I can't stop. I took four years off. I retired from paintball, and I just got dragged <laughs> back into it in January. Amazing. So it's – and I'm and I'm it is and I'm 55 years old out there playing against the 20 year olds and beating them. Are you sure? Because I I saw a kid who had this. Um, I mean, he had scopes, the night vision, the whole thing. Wow. Oh, I like those guys. I can shoot them out quick. Where, where, where do you go? Are you in a field outside? Or are you in an inside facility? Or what do you do? When I do the paintball, it's competition. It's outside. Okay. And we have tournaments. There's five major tournaments throughout the United States every year, and so we practice outside. We play outside. Oh, it's a team sport. It's a team sport. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not Sponsors familiar with it. How bad does it hurt when you get hit with one of those things? Well, if you're using tournament paint, it's not bad because it's very soft and brittle. I want that to hit. If it touches your jersey, anything, I want it to hit and break. Oh, I see what you <laughs> mean. Now you're out. Right, right, So right. The, the rec ball type of ball, those are hard. They're made to go through leaves and branches yeah. and things like that. Those hurt. Ours don't hurt that much. What a, I, see, this is, came on later. I, I missed this as a kid. I didn't get to do this. <laughs> I didn't do it as a kid. I did right. it. I, I started when I was thirty-five. So you got shot a bunch before you got good at this. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, but the very first thing I learned from someone who knew way better, more than I did, was this is we're going to teach you how to not get shot first. Then we're going to teach you how to shoot. Ladies, a fear factor possibility yet? The paintball maybe? That'd be no? a pretty. I mean, if we if I win in a paintball tournament. Then you have to. <laughs> I don't know. My strategy would just be wear a lot of padding. You're shooting each other, <laughs> and there's a loser. Yeah, but you wouldn't be as agile. Nope. I'm not agile anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just, You'd just be sitting there. I just have pillows. Uh, just stuffed in my. Clothes. You'd have two guns, <laughs> yeah, two people guns. I'm a terrible shot. My son's better at shooting than I am. Which yeah, is my the, he's three, and he's got better aim. Yeah, I don't have good hand-eye coordination. I don't either. I'm terrible. All right. Well. What else, you know, Doc, did you come up with anything? I'm, I'm still got, I got a concept I'm going to lay out here for the fear factor thing. Anything from your job or anything that you see athletes go through that you think this might make a good uh, torture or, or pain for these ladies? I think they're doing it quite well on their own. Do you want to volunteer? Uh, no, I'll I don't put him on the spot. I don't <laughs> no. have any fear of anything. So. <laughs> no, he's, he's just scared. He has no fear. No, it's that right. positive mindset just that fear. there is no fear. Right. I'm not scared of snakes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of, of heights, so okay. uh, that's not a good one. What if your fear of volunteering? Yeah. He could fall I get that off sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> overcommitting. I have a fear of overcommitting. <laughs> All right. So, awesome. Consumer Quarterback Show, we got Dr. Doug Arvanese from Pro Health and Michelle from and Taylor's in here, and we're talking about all the different things that, that are coming up in our uh, city here, but. Fear Factor is an opportunity for you to get involved, raise some money for a great cause, and one that's going to affect everyone. Everyone you know has been touched in some way, unfortunately, by cancer. So let's let's do as much as we can as a group. Uh, we, we have this this concept you said is relatively new, but mm-hmm. you've been doing this for a couple of years. What else have you seen floated as an idea to assist in fundraising for something like this? I mean, a lot of people try to go event heavy, and so they'll do charity golf tournaments. They'll do, um, they'll just do like a wind down Wednesday. Um, they event will go, buses. Yeah, they'll they just. Ticket. I mean, there's some stuff with some exotic dancers and their buses. Okay, so there's oh, some the creative side. <laughs> yeah, very creative. Um, we had a few car washes that got a little eccentric with some dancers. Um, I see a common theme here. Good. Yeah. Uh, we actually, there was a car wash that happened last weekend that did not go as well as we had hoped, so we resorted to panhandling, which was terrible, but it actually made more money than the car wash, so you never know what's For a good cause, folks. We'll do anything for a good cause. Anything to give, you know, to give money. I mean, so at a lot of the events, they have the man, uh, or the boy and girl of the year, and these are little kids that are actually going through chemo mm-hmm. right now yeah, that need help, yeah. and so sometimes they they make appearances, but they can't come out because they had a chemo treatment. 
that week and they're too sick. So it just kind of is a big reality check as yeah. to why we're out there with our signs going, please give us money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah keeps it humble. It does. It, it is really good because I have the same. I have a three-year-old, um, you know, little boy and a seven-year-old daughter, and just the idea of having to go through that with them is devastating. So yeah, that's the perspective you need to keep. You know, we're not we're not trying to bring you down, but you need to be aware that you can help yeah. folks out there, and there's plenty of folks that need help that don't ask. They just don't feel like asking. They're just not comfortable asking. And if you don't take the first step to initiate doing something positive for them, they'll just suffer in silence. And we don't want that. We want to contribute and have everybody. Uh, team up a little bit if we can and try to bring positivity to the whole community. We're going to come back on that note and tell you a little bit of something positive that I found that keeps in line with Brandon and the rest of the show. So stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. We're going to wrap it up when we come back. This is Work Done and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372 online at ConsumerQB.com house or condo house three bedrooms or four three on the golf course or next to the lake both choosing the perfect house involves some tough choices where to find it that choice is easy homesandland.com there are thousands of listings from the area's top realtors search by bedrooms by price and choose just the features you want and in homes and land magazine you'll find full color photos and detailed property descriptions for a free copy call 1-800-277-7800 or visit homesandland.com Attention business owners, managers, salespeople of all types. We're hosting an event, BYOB. Be your own brand. No, not bring your own booze. Learn how to brand yourself to stand out. It's going to be at Nickel Kitchen and Lounge, Thursday, April 18th, 6 to 9 p.m., 4606 West Boy Scout Boulevard, behind the Lucky Dill. BYOB. Be your own brand. 813-670-7372. Register on eventbrite.com. Call 813-670-7372. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Welcome back. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. We've been uh, talking today a little bit about sports injuries and marketing and also about some events that are coming up in the Bay Area and ways that you can help out and be a positive part of your community on to that note we've found a story here about a, a mom who has a child that has autism and I, I this this hit home for me because I, I i think a lot about uh our society today we emphasize bullying we talk a lot about kids that are getting pressured even through social media not necessarily just the old playground kind of bullying but the stuff that goes on in the cyberspace it's, it's not great and parents have a real need to watch over their kids so this mom used to take her child out to a, a, a park and and she wanted to make sure he was okay so a group of teenagers in south brunswick new jersey taught a five-year-old boy with autism how to ride a skateboard on his birthday the boy's mother Kristen, shared a video on facebook and wrote the following today's my son's fifth birthday he has high functioning autism and adhd you would never know by looking at him that anything was going on you also wouldn't know that a woman with uh, us was his behavioral therapist uh, we went to the park behind the police station. He was on a skate park with a scooter, and some of the other kids showed, older kids showed up. They were amazing with him. They took the time to uh, 
to spend time with them. And so it brought me to tears. And she says, I caught a video of them singing to my son. One of the kids gave him a mini skateboard, taught him how to use it. I can't even begin to thank these kids for being so kind and showing him how wonderful people can be to complete strangers. I brought them all, I bought them all ice cream and said thank you, but it wasn't enough. Uh, thank you to whoever these children are and thank you to the parents because you're doing a wonderful job. Now, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that just a little bit because this is someone who's, uh, watching out for their kid and certainly would do everything they could for that child but you can't control society sometimes and so the fact that she was concerned and then uh it just showed there's people out there that are kind of on the same theme as the show here looking to do the best thing they can and so there's good in everyone out there i want to encourage that a little bit and doc any any stories that occur to you like you see a, a helping hand or anyone you want to mention as being somebody positive in the community or someone that you've seen do good work that that should be recognized for that you know what i'm gonna save my son yeah. nico he he's just like that. If he sees a child that has any type of disability whatsoever, he's the first one over there. He's got the biggest heart in the world, and he will do anything he can to help that child out. I'll tell you, it's something that you know. It's so heartwarming to see that, and it's sometimes you think it's an aid or it's it's the parents. You don't never know exactly what has put that in somebody, but if it's in you, boy, it's great to see that come out, and it it inspires that positivity that we talk about, taking the first step or paying it forward. It does. Yeah, yeah. I read something recently on social media that said. Um, it was from a mother, and she said, I don't care if my kid's the goth. I don't care if my kid's the cheerleader or the football player or the quiet kid in class. All I care about is if my kid's the kind kid. Right. Is my right. kid kind? And I think that that goes for all human beings. You know, we, we really have to be kinder to each other, more patient in yeah. traffic, keeping perspective, and staying grounded. Yeah, I agree. I, I get frustrated when I think about someone be able to create divisiveness in our mm-hmm. society by sending a, an ad on a Facebook page or something like that. The fact that you someone would attempt to manipulate your feelings or try to do that, and that you, I would, everyone would, be so gullible as to jump in and go get angry about something that really yeah. is an anonymous uh, something that doesn't really apply to you in your life, you know. Right. So I always try to be for something rather than against something. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier to be negative and say I don't like that or I don't like that. It's 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 harder to find something positive out there and highlight that. I think. Yeah. It's not how you re- it's not what's happening it's how you react right yeah. that's what you can control is 100%, your response 100% that that applies you know that's a lesson that you learn in sports uh, I I did as well doc uh didn't mean to get so heavy here but I wanted to give you an opportunity before we get wrapped up the show to talk a little bit about your business anything that that out there that you think that folks could benefit by pro health or what do they what do they not know about pro health that they could take advantage of well we don't just see professional athletes, but we will treat every one of our patients as a professional athlete. So no matter what's going on with them, we apply everything that we do to them, to the athletes, to the patients. So we're going to look at them from head to toe. We're going to look at their whole history. We're going to look at them uh, psychologically to see, to see if we can help them get right. wherever they need to be. So we're completely different. We're not just a chiropractic office, not just a massage therapist. We do, we do all of that. We do personal injury. We do everything. But we also tailor everything to that individual. You know, it's got to be that way, right? It has to be. These uh, idea that that a single treatment or a single therapy is going to be widely, I mean, unfortunately, when I was a kid, I told you the story before, ice and stem is all, you know, it was ice and stem for everything. So you got stabbed, someone gave you an ice bag. At least you got stem. All I got was ice. (laughs) (laughs) Right? He's like frozen meat. That's come a long way. But uh, what about the the therapy? You had mentioned that temperature change sometimes is positive. Hot and cold. The hot and cold, the contrast, yes. Because then that would that way you're you're affecting the muscles and the circulatory system a little bit more, and you can get more healing properties to that. Same thing with our class four laser. It um, one of the reasons why I was walking and able to get right back to the office on Monday, and nobody could tell 
was the fact that we had that class four laser going Saturday and Sunday, and it reduced the inflammation, helps the tissues heal two to three times faster. Really? And it's fantastic. That inflammation is all about, that's where your range of motion is restricted, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Right. And you don't have to do a class four laser. You just contact me. We'll get you that um, recipe for that anti-inflammatory drink. It's wonderful. Wow. And it works. Anybody who's been in my office, they know because they see me walking around with no problems. That leads us right into product placement. Uh, we talked about branding a lot. Luckily, Michelle is here, and she's got all, all the stuff that I haven't even considered as far as branding goes. I know what uh, – I, I see that. I know what that is, and I don't even know why I pick that brand. It's already working on me. In other words, my, I'm already controlled by the brander. You've got me. Uh, what can folks out there do? Give us some tips or anything that folks may help their business or try to prevent, uh, promote their brand a little bit. Um. You know, there's a couple of different things that you can do. Uh, mostly, you just want to differentiate yourself. So we work with a lot of restaurants, for example, and everybody wants to be known for great service, great food. Everybody has that. Mm. So what exactly is it that's going to make yours different and stand out? And you really have to think outside the box. So um, a couple of things that we have, we have a couple of restaurants that are from the 1920s, and they do have... Uh, ghost experiences. So we're working with paranormal investigators to come in, and they'll get a, cert- a you know a, a certificate that I they're didn't haunted. See that coming. There's a huge market for haunted wedding venues. Um, it's a big thing. So just kind of thinking outside the box is just uh, really good, and that's what we do for our clients. Is uh, we were known to make small businesses famous, and it's right. mostly just you know you're going up against these really strong brands. So what is it that you bring to the table that is going to make you different? Um, the other thing that we do is we don't just build a big brand for later, but we also need leads now. A lot of those clients need revenue now. You have a, a retail store and you need clients now plus for later. So we have um, different things that we can go and, and kind of help you guys get the phones ringing, get appointments set while we're also building that brand for later. So, for example, some people, uh, businesses pay for leads and they can mm. pay up to $350 per lead. Yes. And um, if they don't answer the email or the phone call that you guys do, you just wasted $350. So we actually have tactics to where we can go and we can get your brand in front of these people while you're waiting on them to answer the phone call. So if you guys have ever uh, gone to a website and suddenly on uh, social media and on Google, you feel like you're stalked because you see all of these different um, ads for that same brand. That's actually that's what we're doing. So we're able to go and uh, create these these ads based on phone numbers and uh, email addresses and different things that we know that you've paid for these leads and go and actually make sure that um, even if they go to your website, you're not wasting money for those leads because we're capturing them later. So Very specific strategy out there. And sometimes we talk about folks out there that think they have a marketing plan because they're on social media or mm-hmm. they've, yes. they've got a Facebook page or they've got an Instagram, whatever yeah. they're doing. What are some of the pitfalls where people think, oh, well, I'm doing it already? Um, you know, social media is so time time intensive and it takes so many hours to create the perfect picture and the perfect caption and they just feel like oh i have a social media page why are the clients not coming and it's not just that i mean you have to go and hit them from a variety of traditional and digital methods to where everywhere they go they see your brand and it um you know you can't just go and post a couple pictures and expect that that's going to work sometimes it does Mm. and that's lucky but that doesn't mean that that's how 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 it's going to work. So you have to, with your social media strategy and, and your overall marketing strategy as to here are all the different places that we're going to hit your customer with the same consistent messaging. And you have to have things that are going to generate revenue right now while you're generating revenue for later. And just having a Facebook page is not going to go and get people into your office and spending money. Now you talked about differentiating and I could see that as being a critical, you know, that, that's what it's really about it. 
getting that initial eyes, getting those eyes mm-hmm. and ears initially. Then it's on you to keep them or, or you know, to, to get the message you need to get across. Uh, I, I just am fascinated by the concepts of being different and coming out of the box because everyone says, oh, that's a, that's crazy, unique. The fear factor thing really got me. I, I thought that was very cool. Um, and we talked about, you know, had some other concepts that you mentioned. When you come out of the box with something like that, do you ever have a client go, you know, they're initially stunned. This is not our ballpark. This is not our general, you know, where we generally uh, feel comfortable. So yeah. you have to talk them off the ledge or get them up there. All the time. So we are actually very uh, strategic with the clients that we take on because we have such good results with them. So we actually want clients that are wanting to think a little bit outside the box that are being a little bit more risky, that are um, willing to kind of take a risk. And, um, you know, with doing that, it's actually had really good results for them. So if there's clients that just want to go in with the traditional here's by the book, here's what we're going to do. Those are not a good fit for our agency. And then we refer them out to our partners or people that we know that do those type of things. Hmm. So there you have it. You know, we're custom tailoring it, trying to get the message specifically for your uh, customers out there, targeting them as best we can. And I, again, everyone thinks social media is doing it. You got to be really specific and have a plan so that you're hitting all the right marks. You do, and you have to be flexible. So we put together a whole strategy, a marketing strategy, and we review it every single month. And what we think is going to work amazing sometimes doesn't work at all, but there's other things that are working. So you have to be flexible enough to be able to pivot and to go with what the market is driving. So with what we thought initially works, sometimes something completely different and silly works, and that's where we put our money behind. But you have to look at... You know, what the market is saying, look at those analytics, look at those reports and see where your money's going and if it's getting the right results. And that's what we tell our clients to do is say, you know, here's our plan. Let's have a plan, but let's be willing to be flexible if we need to. Great advice. Great knowledge. Again, another great show. Dr. Doug Arvanides, Pro Health. Michelle from Shark Branding Solutions, Mommy Sharks, Fear Factor, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Taylor, I, tell me everything again. Uh, Taylor Precourt, Whole Health Medical Group. Okay. You've got a chance to check them all out on the Consumer Quarterback Show online, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show. Weekday afternoons at 5 on AM 1380. The Biz.